Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerate podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me is my co-host, Jacob Belleville. Hey, Jacob. Hey, welcome back. Thanks. I had, you know, I needed a a week off trying to uh, sober up from partying out at the bars after beating Nate's team. You know, just one of those, you know, a little Urban Meyer time off, a little thumb up the butt of some people. You know, it it was great. It was great. Didn't need to fly home with the team. It was, it was good. Nice. Did you miss me? Yeah, I think we did. Man, that was like, I don't know what Nate was doing. It was like, man, that guy, we're going to have to get some lessons to Nate on, on like co-hosting and, and stuff. And then I think really where we were missing was the segues between like topics, all that kind of stuff. But the reality is everybody had fun. We talked a lot of shit. It was fun. Yeah, it, it sounded like a lot of fun. Obviously, um, I think the thing that we really want to talk about this week is how many points my NFL team scored because points, you know, is what matters. We all know this. You know, another week in the NFL side, top three. I know you're a big fan of it. So if we just want to just – I know we've got a show sheet, but if we just want to scrap it and just talk about, like, how many points my NFL team put up, like, we can we can do that. You know, on, on the show sheet, I actually put that finally you're back to a winning record so you can stop talking about total points. You know, you, at some point, you just got to win the game. Right. right? You no, know, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of, you know, the feel good stuff. It's like, okay, do we belong? You know, my team's just like really trying to get over that hump of only having two wins last year. We've already doubled it. Like we're feeling great. Yeah. I mean, reverse wise, right. Is like the 2021 Hawkeyes. <laughs> no points. Great record. So, I mean, pick your poison. You kind of need both. <laughs> But, you know, some some people like to focus in on what they're good at. Yep. Other teams just like to focus in on, hey, I kind of do both good. Yeah, I got to highlight what we do well. Um, I'm, you know, I'm trying to talk to the college guys. We got a great record over there. I'm, you know, like, hey, look at what we're doing over here, you know, trying to get them bought in, you know. I don't want a Texas A&M thing. Don't want a Texas A&M thing. Don't want all these guys just leaving my team. No, but, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, smoking weed in the locker room is kind of... I mean, it kind of sounds like a tweet managerial move. Is kind of what it sounds like. It does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, that's Like, hey, good. you guys do you, but as long as you score 50 points a week. <laughs> Not just one person, like, as a whole, as a team. Yeah, as a team. Yeah. We just need to score those 50 points a week, and we'll be fine. I don't know how he gets people, like, when guys get... Go get them. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Like, when guys get drafted to his team, like, they got to think it's the end of the world. Like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll get we'll get into it. Um, we got our quick hitters. We are going to talk about Halloween candy... And compare them, or compare some guys on some college teams to Halloween candy. 
So you've got your great Halloween candies, you've got your Snickers, you've got your Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, and then you got like your Pixie Sticks, your Fruities, your candy parade. corn. Some would call that parade candy. Parade candy. So you got, we you, had that quick hitter at some point in the season. We did. No one likes getting Starburst on Halloween. Uh, I mean, I like the red ones, red and orange. I mean, I don't mind it. Like, pink is by far the best flavor. Oh, my God. Jesus. (laughs) SOS for a new co-host. Like, what are we doing here? Pink's the best. It's red. I sold it for years as a job. Everybody loves pink. Everybody's idiots. It's red. No, pink Starburst by far. We sell, well, I shouldn't say we because I don't work there anymore. But they sell entire bags of pink Starbucks. Yeah, for idiots. Where are the where are the whole bags for orange and red? I mean, give me red all day, all day er day. That's a bad take. Give me red. All right, that's, that's gonna have to go. <laughs> as soon as somebody listens to this in the league, put up a poll. I don't even want an anonymous. I want to know who's an idiot out there. And it's red versus pink. I could literally just run sales. I work at a grocery store. Grocery store. I mean, like, I could tell you. Well, I want to know. I just want to know how many people are idiots in our league. I mean, I can tell that by how some of these guys are running their franchises. But, like, I want to know it based off Starburst. I mean, in our league, six to seven. Gosh. I tell ya. All right. So, Jacob, you go first. Who's like a who's got a team that's got a full size candy bar and who's a candy corn? So I actually picked Tweed's team for both of these. He's got full size candy bars? He does. He does. His full size candy bar is Blake Corum. Um if you like Kenneth Walker, like obviously doesn't catch a ton of passes but very good between the tackles, very good runner. Blake Corum's kind of in that same mold for me. I think that he is actually going to be a really effective, I don't know, one to two down running back in the NFL. So I think I think he traded, who did he trade? Was it like Zay Flowers or something for Blake Corum? I don't know. It, it, was, it was something like that where he basically got, you know, an NFL contributor for a guy that I really don't think is going to perform in the NFL. So I, I think that's his full-size candy bar. Okay. Who's his candy corn? This one kind of hurts because this is a guy in the offseason I tried to trade for. Um, potentially could have been like a Jamal Charles type player. His candy corn's Devin a chain out of Texas A&M. Okay. He's, Does that he's, surprise you? I mean, not really. I mean, I'm not a big Devin a chain guy. Um, yeah, he's, he's small. He's fast, world-class fast. I am interested to see how he weighs in. Because he does the track stuff, so, you know, he kind of leaves off some weight there to do track. So I'll be curious and see how much weight he gains and how that affects his 40 time. 
But, I don't know. I mean, he is running the ball quite a bit, taking a, uh, you know the lion's share here. So he's kind of showing that he has that ability. I just, the NFL is just moving away from those three down backs. And I don't think it's for a lack of people who can do it. It's they just don't want them to do it because they don't want to pay them money. Yeah. I mean, for whatever reason, when I watch him this year, he just seems a little bit like less bursty. And I think he probably added weight to be like the bell cow type back which you and me can argue all day, like whether that was needed. Because there were, there, I've got a running back and you've got a running back on that roster that can be the, I don't know, short yardage, you know, bruiser. Well, I used to. You used to? Yeah, LJ Johnson, no longer on the team. Oh. So. I guess we'll get into that. Yeah, foreshadowing. So, mine... My full-size candy bar goes out to Chad. He's got a player, was formerly on your team, trades for Zach Charbonnet, who I think has got a little bit of Debbie potential. A little shocked he didn't go out last year. But last year he averaged 19.8 points per game. This year averaging 24.8 points per game. Great asset to have on your college team. Some Debbie asset there. My candy corn has to be Corey and his guy in uh, Brennan Armstrong. Last year averaging 38.7 points per game from the quarterback spot. That's a 40-burger that you're averaging almost. Now he's averaging 18.2, almost non-startable. Just the worst candy corn. You can ever get. It's like you knock on the door, trick or treat. They come out and you get that fucking dentist, and they're like, "Oh, here, here's have some toothbrushes and brush your teeth. Don't get cavities." It's like, no, I want chocolate. Give me some good candy. That would be uh, my candy corn. Your thoughts? Thoughts are there? Yeah, Virginia as a whole. Like, I, I kind of like Dontavian Wicks. I liked. Who's the other one? They have another huge receiver over there, but I think it's on Tweet's team. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember his name. Either way, like, they had a lot going for them, and I was really interested in all of them. And then it's like, wow, something changed coaching, scheme-wise, whatever it was. That offense looks terrible. So that offensive coordinator left and is now with Syracuse. Syracuse looks good. Schrader couldn't throw very well. Like, he he was more of a running guy. His passing, I don't know off the top of my head how how much his passing completion has gone up, but I think it's definitely a system. It went way up. Because I was thinking about, like, taking it with my last uh, waiver. But. So, yeah. I've got an honorable mention. I've got one full size candy bar. And two candy corns. Do you want a candy corn or a uh, full-size candy bar? No, candy corn. Let's ruin somebody's day. All right, so I've got Ian or Tweet. Tweet already got his candy corn, so let's go Ian. All right, Ian, your candy corn can be no, nobody other than Jermaine Burton. 
granted, he didn't do a lot at Georgia, but there was a lot of hype. He transfers, goes to Alabama. I made a trade. I traded him to you before the transfer. I tried to get him back. I think I offered you 105 for Jermaine Burton, and you were like, "No go, Luke. You're a fucking idiot. You traded him to me. You can't have him." Go kick rocks. And I was like, please, Ian, please, please. And you're like, oh, no, no. Get out of here. Take it away. You got this guy, like, averaging. I'm not even looking at fan tracks, but my guess is he's averaging roughly negative 100 points for your team. Just, you had so much hope, and he has crushed it. Just... It's got to make you feel sick that you turned down some offers like that, Ian. And and you're not even starting them. And then he's punching women in the head. Like, what kind of manager are you, Ian? Like, what is going on? I, I don't know. Maybe it's a motivation to get that sixth spot. I don't know. But that is my candy corn. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> to be honest, my my initial candy corn that I was going to throw out there was also Ian, and it might have been Anthony Richardson. Oh, do you like him? Do you like Anthony Richardson? I used to. Now I am not as sure. Man, not so sure. Like. I don't think Ian's received an offer for me from me for a while now. There might be a reason. Sometimes you gotta strike while the iron's hot. Things things can change quick in this college game. If you hear me eating some stuff, I'm just eating my kids' Halloween candy that I got from this work event. So that's why I got two of them, so I can steal more candy. Nice. So Dad tax. Yeah. Probably great radio. All right. Quick hitter. Done. NCAA news. Ian. Dominique Richardson. He's hurt. Um, didn't rush for very much last year. The last week had three rushing touchdowns. That was good. But, yeah. He got hurt. Tanner Mordecai. He also got hurt at the end of the third quarter. Looks like Preston Stone is going to get the start this week. Uh, he's been taking all the first team reps. So, make sure you're checking that out. Then we've got Nate, Zach Evans, didn't even play. I don't think he registered a snap. I don't know if you watched any of the game, Mr. Quinshawn Judkins over there. Yeah, he didn't. But Zach Evans gives me so many red flags. He had a weird recruiting uh, profile. I don't remember where he committed to, then he decommitted, then he went here, then he went there. And then he ends up at TCU, and then he's like, oh, I got you know, got a hangnail, I can't play. Then he leaves. He's, he's really talented. That's why I liked him. Yeah. But I don't know. He's really talented, but he's never, like, carried the load in college. So it's like, can he do that at the NFL level? And then he's never caught passes. Like, it's, it's his. <laughs> he can. He can. He just doesn't. Can he? Yeah, he's done it a couple times at TCU, just a couple games here and there, but it's not... I think he can do it, but I don't know. He's got a lot of red flags. 
I don't know when when you're talking about an entire college career and your like target share is two percent. That's bad. Yeah, not great. No. So, I could tell you, hey Nate, check out Zach Evans, but there was like no news on this. I think he even dressed and he just didn't play. So, I don't know what to tell you there. Brett probably, probably just tell him that Judkins is amazing. That's that's what I would say too. Brett, George Helani, I'm not sure what's going on there, um, but he did not play um, last week. I did see he was taking some first-team reps, so we'll see how that goes. They've got Colorado State this week. Jacob Samuel Brown, he had a foot injury after the game. Uh, He said it wasn't anything big. He did have a little bit of a limp, but, I mean, something to just keep an eye on. He played most of the game. I don't know if you're starting him or not. It's like bye week galore. Like, I think he's on. I think they have a bye this week. They do. Okay. And then uh, tweet uh, TVD had a, I believe it was a shoulder injury, and then Jake Garcia came in to finish getting blown out there by uh, the Dukies. So Jesus TVD, my. I tell you, the fall that TVD has had. The fall that Miami has had. Oh, man. You're losing to Duke. You're getting blown out by Duke. <laughs> I mean, they're really smart. They're real smart plays. Yeah. All right, uh, Jacob, I'll kind of let you handle this one, but it's just Texas A&M news. So Texas A&M has had like a roller coaster of a week. Basically, uh, three guys were suspended for... What appears to be smoking weed in the locker room. So you got Denver Harris, who's a five-star cornerback. You got five-star wide receiver Chris Marshall on Grimm's team. Then you got four-star offensive lineman P.J. Williams. So they were all suspended for that. But then you have five-star D-lineman Donnell Harris. He's basically been suspended as well for the season. And... They suspended him, but technically he's medically retired. So, just weird. Um, then you got five-star running back, LJ Johnson. He basically quit the team. Like, he's done with Texas a and I hope he goes somewhere good. I still really like him. I just want to see him get on the field. Yeah, and it's just strange to see, like, Devin Kane being 180, 185 pounds getting used in short yardage when you've got LJ Johnson, you've got like Amari Daniels who are both I believe over 210. So so the next one is five-star defensive back Dayon Bowie. He was told to that he is not welcome back next year. And then um, you've got five-star D-lineman Gabe Brownlow Dindy who is apparently very unhappy and waiting to see how the season ends, and he's going to enter the portal. Basically, Texas A&M is, like, kind of falling apart. I think there were a lot of promises and a lot of money that was given and made to certain players, and then now that isn't coming to fruition, and they're not having the season that they hoped, and everybody's just, like, bailing. Texas A&M. Some would say Tweet would be kind of like that that manager in our league. Some would say. 
Not me, not me, but, but some. Some would say that. Yeah. Not me. Tweet's very Jimbo. Yeah. Like, not actually good, but still somehow gets, like, decent players to, like, come and play for him. The whole fact that, like, Jameis Winston won a national championship, like, I'm still, like, trying, like, happened when we were younger. It was, like, cool. Like, all right, cool. Like, as I'm older and I just, like, see, like, all the weird shit that, like, Winston does, like, oh, you know, you got body's so symmetrical, you know, you got your wrists, which are, you know, on the bottom half, like your ankles, and then you got your elbows, which are, you know, like your knees, just, I don't know, the weird shit he talks about, eating W's, and I, the, I love that guy, the, the crab leg incident, I, I just, I want to know, like, that dynamic, and how that worked, I think the dynamic was Jimbo doesn't really have control over shit. Sounds like sounds like tweet. Maybe is he the bear? Or do we just call him Jimbo? He's Jimbo now. He's Jimbo. Jimbo tweet. Jim bear. Jim bear. Jim <laughs> Jim, Jim bear. All right. He was supposed to be on tonight and defend himself. Yeah, he didn't. You know, he didn't want to show up. Kind of like his NFL team doesn't show up. Showed up this week. Oh, uh, did he? They tripled their point total from last week. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Tweet. You scored 25 points this week. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for NCAA news. On to the NFL news. So NFL news, uh, CMC got traded midweek. I think it was Thursday to I the 49ers. Luke, you're a 49ers fan. How do you feel about that? Uh, did not like it. Not a fan. Never want to trade that many draft picks for a second contract running back. Like, don't don't want to do it. He's dynamic, cool. I mean, it obviously shows that they're all in for this year. But I just, I don't know how much money he's owed. I don't know how all that stuff worked out. I'm just, that's not what I want to see my franchise doing. We're already going to be like, what do we do next year? Do we let Jimmy go? And then now we're with Trey Lance, who didn't play his senior year, and right or played like maybe two games or something in the COVID season, and yeah. then essentially has been out for two years, played a game in a in a monsoon and a couple plays in the, the second game. Like, like things have to go the 49ers way, otherwise, like you could have no quarterback. A lot of debt, no running back, plus then all the running backs that you're going to get after that just, you know, end up getting hurt because that's what 49 running backs seem to do. I don't know. I wasn't a fan. I understand going in, you got a Debo guy, so now you got two Debos. Debo's probably going to be out this week. You got McCaffrey that can do that stuff. I don't know. It'll be hard to defend, but I didn't like it. Yeah, I think long term, even you even look back at like the last few drafts for the 49ers, they've spent pretty significant capital on day two on running back. Yep. You haven't been able to find it. And now you ship all these picks off for Christian McCaffrey. And yeah, him and Debo, if they were to run like two back sets with that, that's insane. Like it's, it's going to be really difficult to stop. But at the same time, 
you gave up a lot. The only so, the only thing that I think I'd have to like double check, but because of all the coaches that they lost, I think they have six conditional third round picks. So you still have you still have all those. So someone should tell uh, Shanahan not to use them on running back. <laughs> He'll probably use all six on running back. All six. It's a great running back class. Yeah. FYI. <laughs> so might as well get them all. But so that's like one bright side. I th- I think I think it's six. But uh, again, yep. have to do some digging. So the next piece of news, uh, big one is Brees Hall's done for the season, towards ACL. That kind of sucks. Um, most of us are from Iowa, so you know we've we've watched Brees Hall, and he was having a really great rookie season, and kind of gets cut short. Also, I mean, I haven't stat checked this. But do you remember your hot take? I do, and it's correct. Is it? I think so. So for all those that don't remember, I believe Jacob's hot take was that Brees Hall would score more points than Javante Williams. I believe that happened. They both also got hurt. <laughs> so it's not with their, it's, not, it's with, not as impressive as I was hoping it would be. With their ACL. So maybe, maybe it's you. Maybe you need to look in the mirror. Maybe you've jinxed them. Maybe you are the Reaper. Here's the deal. Neither one are on my team, so I'm going to make some more proclamations about other people's running backs. Oh, damn. Yeah. They're coming. Last bit of news I had. This was just so bizarre. Okay, we had we had the news last week of... Basically, Marshawn Lynch said that he can't even reach out to Russell Wilson. He has to go through his agent just to, like, get him on the phone. So following the Broncos' loss over in the U.K., Russell Wilson apparently spent the first two hours of the eight-hour team flight home watching film. He then spent the next four hours stretching and doing high knees in the aisle of the plane as his teammates tried to sleep. He then watched a movie and slept for about an hour. My takeaway is that Russell Wilson is clearly a very cool guy. And I don't think anybody would feel uncomfortable hanging out with him. How do you feel about that statement? I think that Pete Carroll is a genius. Why? Why is Pete Carroll a genius? Just like nobody knew how crazy Antonio Brown was in Pittsburgh. Nobody knew anything about Russell Wilson and how weird he is in Seattle. Pete Carroll did an amazing job. That's my take. Yeah, I mean, like, just seems like a guy you'd want to get a beer with, right? I I mean... He would probably just shame you, though, for the whole whole time about drinking a beer. Because, you know, like, what that could do to your body. Well, it's like, I'd order a Budweiser, and he'd order a Michelob Ultra. And he'd be like, hey, you know how many more calories are in that Budweiser? And then he would do jumping jacks right <laughs> after drinking it to burn yeah. them off. But he would also have, like, while he's sitting at the bar, he would have, like, those uh, leg therapy deals on. He'd probably have those on at the bar, you know, always getting that body ready. 
Yeah, he'd probably have like wrist weights yeah. so that when he took a drink, he at least burned like two calories. Yep. Then he would have like some crazy stat of like you burn 10 calories every time you fart. He'd also be like farting a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, Which I can't re- just, I, I just can't imagine the opposite of me, but I'm pretty sure it's Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow it's with Sierra. Well, he made, yeah. I'm not going to say it because this podcast goes out to other people other than our league, but like the celibacy thing, uh, right? Like, good for you, but like, it's Sierra, it's, you know? <laughs> so, again, I want, we're talking about the UK games that league mates, remember, we got uh, Denver in a, what is it, 9 a.m. game. So I've got a little something special for you guys. The best part of waking up is watching Dangerous. How'd I do? How'd I do? Good. Oh, yeah. Like, I think it missed the point. Dangerous. Dangerous needs to complete some passes. Listen, he's got all world talent according to tweet Jerry Judy. Okay. <laughs> you know I wonder if Tweet would do that trade again, knowing what he knows now. Fuck no. He probably would. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. <laughs> we should get him on here and ask. I mean, we try. We try, like, tweet, get on. He's like, you know what? I was so jacked up after listening to that. Like, you guys, you know, bashing me for, like, barely scoring 14 points. It's And then he's nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Jimbo. You know what's funny about that? What? I drank that entire podcast. I don't remember anything I said about tweet. <laughs> so, sorry for whatever I said. You know what? Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Yeah. That's that's what it should be. All right. Is that all we got for news? Yeah, this week, yep. All right, league news. So, per the bylaws, we've got uh, tr- the trade deadline for the NCAA side. It's not actually set up in fan tracks because then you can't make any trades, like, after the season's ended because then it waits for forever to, like, renew th- thing so it uh it will be friday november 4th so that will be the friday before the week 10 game because it per the bylaws that the trade deadline is like right before the playoffs so you make your trades right before the last week saturday is that week 10 that gets started and then you rolling with your team, so you got about a couple weeks to get that done. Um, if anything happens that Saturday, I will re um, reverse them. It's got to be done by Friday, November fourth. So whatever, eleven fifty nine. PSA to the league: I have been toying around with the idea of trading for two quarterbacks. They have to be college producers. I don't want Devy guys. I don't want guys that are going to the NFL. I think I want to try and make these playoffs. Well, you should probably do it this this week. I don't. Who do you got? Ian this week? 
Hot dog water. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this is a chance you could get that game. You're going to need those quarterbacks this week, right? I'm thinking about getting a little crazy. I would do it. I would get a little crazy. Get a little nuts. At, at the end of the day, I got guys that people want for their, their NFL teams, right? So, reach out. Ask me about it. I will do a PSA. I've had three teams reach out to me about JSN and Travion Henderson. I've reached out to one team about JSN. So buy low. Okay. So, guys, like, JSN is going to probably be a first-round wide receiver. Travion Henderson, like, I'm not, like, selling cheap. Like, he's really good. So... Come at me with better offers if those are the guys that you want. I'll make a deal with you right now. <sighs> you'll make a deal or you'll make an offer? An offer. Okay. Evan Hall. No. <laughs> Jaden Daniels. Um. <laughs> that's Jane that's Jane. it? Yeah. You're Jane talking Daniels. about you're over here talking about you want college producing quarterback <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna get rid of Oh, man. Okay. Well, he's on by. Right. Like, right. I need someone this week. Gotcha. <laughs> I need two people, actually, this week. So, like, if anybody hears this tomorrow or the next few days, like, reach out. I, I also don't know if you know this, but JSN and Travion Henderson are not quarterbacks. Are you sure? I'm not totally for sure, but All right. I'll stat check it. Um... Other league news, Malik Willis did not play again in Week 7, but he did lead the team in leadership and propelled the Titans to a 19-10 victory. Hashtag tighten up. I mean... What else do you need? Leadership's all you need. Aren't, aren't quarterbacks graded by their wins and losses? Some are. Some fantasy teams are also just, you know, judged on how many points they score. That's what I'm told. <laughs> oh, anyways. <laughs> we had a trade go down in our league. Moved us up to 66. We had Nate get Geno Smith. Jacob got Corey Davis and Curtis Samuel. Jacob, walk us through this. This trade happens after the great Matt Ryan gets weird news. Matt Ryan, hey, he's he's hurt. He's not going to start. And then, like, minutes later, he's like, yeah, it doesn't matter, like, if he's hurt or not. Dude ain't starting. It's like, oh, okay. Nate, you know, comes out and gets Geno Smith. Talk us about that. Like, I like you got some pieces there. You're battling here for a top playoff spot. I think you're in this. Uh, two seed or so in our division and you get some good depth pieces there and it must be hard for uh, Nate to get rid of some Jets. Yeah, probably. Uh, the reality was, you know, last week I Eagles were on by, so I, I had a tough time like even filling out my roster with guys that I think could, you know, catch a touchdown. So the reality was I, I wanted some more depth, especially a wide receiver because we're a full-point PPR league. Um, basically, I reached out to Nate concerning Ayuk, 
trying to give him Davis Mills. He wasn't really interested in Davis Mills. He came back with the trade offer of Curtis Samuel and who's the other one that Corey Davis for uh, Geno Smith. The reality is Geno Smith is if he continues this year, he might be playing himself into like a two, three year contract. So I could definitely see Nate actually getting more benefit from the trade long term just by having a quarterback who's going to be playing. Um, and yeah, I, I got some depth depth pieces there, but I think it worked out for both of us, to be honest. Yeah, I liked it. It was it was good. Just looking, Nate's putting Isaiah Likely on on the trade block in a different league. He's like Isaiah Likely going off tonight, and Nate's trying to pounce. I tell you. All right, so then we've got our recaps. So let's see here. Let me get these all up and ready to go here. So we got Tweet and Corey in the first game. Let's see here. That's not the right tab. Great radio. I'm doing great. Here we go. Big game. Keep talking, Luke. And we got it up. All right, here we go. Tweet, 4-3. and three. Corey, 3-4. and four. We've got, on Corey's team, Bo Nix throws for five touchdowns, zero interceptions, versus a top-10 team. The last time that was done was when Matt Leinart did it against number two Oklahoma in the BCS Championship. So it's been a, been a hot minute. Another big game, Richard Reese, waiver wire ad, freshman for Baylor, Two receptions, 26 yards receiving, 186 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. Good for 35.2 points. And then, uh, let's hear, what. who else do we have? Bobo, Jake Bobo, another waiver wire ad. He has eight receptions for 101 yards and one receiving touchdowns. Good for 24.1 points. So, great, great showing there. For Tweet's team, we've got Tucker. Sean Tucker, what's going on with that utilization? Like, Syracuse just, I think, kind of pissed that game down their leg. As a team, they lose 21-27. to They had the lead. But he had only five receptions for 18 yards, and he only had five carries for 54 yards. He also had a receiving touchdown. But Sean Tucker is good. Like, he... he should be getting more run than that. I don't know what they were doing. Um, and then in this one, Tweet needed all of what he got from uh, Hartman. Here, Sam Hartman puts up 313 yards passing, five passing touchdowns, a two-point conversion, seven yards rushing, and a touchdown, good for 49.22 points as Grant, or as a Tweet pulls out the win 279.72 to 247.76 so again he needed all of those there and tweet i just want to talk a little bit about your bench i mean you got like 14 quarterbacks we got tyler van dyke 4.74 ty thompson zero keaton slovis negative 0.28 sam heward Zero. Jake 
Dan- Jalen Daniels, zero. Drew Aller, .36. You've got a lot of quarterbacks. and I mean, Granted, you played the right ones, but Will Rogers played Alabama. You got 6.54 points. I would probably just use all your draft picks next year and get more quarterbacks. That's what I would do if I were you. Moving on to our next game, we have five and two Nate versus zero and seven Patrick. We got three quarterbacks combined for seventeen point nine two points for Patrick. You got Perry, John Reese Plumley, and DJU. DJU is just amazing. Point eight two points. Another. Another disappointing week. And then you've got Evans and Webb for Nate. Evans scores zero, while uh, Webb scores him 3.1 points. This one was, uh, I don't know, this is a pillow fight. Nate runs away with this. I also want to point out uh, Nate picks up Musgraves off the waivers. A while ago, it's been a solid pickup. Hashtag, just kidding. He hasn't played for you since you picked him up. He's already been ruled out for next week. So, that's a tough one. But I don't remember if I said the score, but Nate runs away with this one. Even with those horrible scores, just the bad QB QB play for Patrick. Let's Nate run away with this one. 237.62 to one. 10.02. In our next one, we have got Hot Dog Water versus Luke. You've got 6 and 1 Luke versus 2 and 5 Hot Dog Water. Here I want to talk about Hot Dog Water's quarterback play. You got JT Daniels, 7.16 points. Tanner Mordecai gets hurt in the third quarter, 4.1 points. And Austin Reed with 19.42 points. I'm going to click on Austin Reed here. That might be his lowest score of the year. I think it is. It is. Like, usually he's scoring in the 30s. 30.96 is, like, his lowest score. So, like, something you did not anticipate there. So, can't be happy with that. You're going to have to motivate those quarterbacks for this week against uh, Jacob. And then Luke played uh, Izzy Abanaconda. Izzy scores three. Or 26.9 points, three receptions for 50 yards, 129 yards rushing, and a touchdown. Ian was telling me that Izzy was dead after week one, picks up Hammond off the waivers. Again, a guy that Ian hasn't been able to use because Izzy ain't dead yet. Um, and then I just want to talk about my freshman uh, running back takeover. I started Damian Martinez. One reception for 10 yards, 178 yards rushing, and three touchdowns, good for 37.8 points. And then I just, just what I want to see, just start the takeover now. I interviewed him uh, over the summer. He was a great guy. He said he models his game after Nick Chubb, just like he said, I want to hit the defense for four quarters and make them not want to hit me. And it was just it was awesome. Like, I love that kid. One of the questions is like, he uh, enrolled early at school and's like, you know, are you missing anything about like, you know, prom or anything about high school? He's like, no, I came here to play football. Like, I don't care about prom. 
I don't care about any of that stuff. It was just, I don't know. He was a great kid. I loved it. I'm going to probably talk to him again this summer, just talk about, like, the progression of the season. Can't wait to do that. Oregon State has a history of getting guys to the league, too. I mean, you had Jamar Jefferson. You had some of these other guys that maybe they didn't find the immediate success or the superstardom, but they, they got there, right? Like, they got paid. Yep. And they, and they do pretty well there. The other quarter, or other running back I want to mention is Ashton Genty, my, my boy there from Boise State, another guy I interviewed, loved talking to. He had one reception for 42 yards, 53 yards rushing, and a touchdown against Air Force, good for 16.5 points. Just, I mean, not a huge day, but 16.5 points, solid. And uh, George Helani's gone next year. Ashton, I think, is going to get a lot of run next year, so I'm I'm excited for that. Yep. All right. Then we've got, let's see here, the Golden Domers versus who is Swack? We've got 4-3 and three Chad versus 2-5 and five Jacob. Here I want to talk about Cropper. So Golden Domers, let's see here, i got to find Cropper. Jalen Cropper, good for 30.8 points. He had nine receptions for 158 point or 158 yards and one receiving touchdown. He made a trade with me for Cropper. And so far this year, he has been hot garbage, but he finally gets his best week of the year. And this is his best week since week five of 2021. So is it sustainable? I don't know, but he finally broke out. It's got to feel good. Then uh, you're just steady there at a quarterback. So you got Max Dugan, 30.5 points. Frank Harris, 27.02. Seth Hennigan, uh, your boy there, Jacob, that you wanted during the draft. He got 30.68 points. Just steady Eddie there with uh, the quarterbacks, which you know kind of seems like a, a theme in the college football. Like if you can have three quarterbacks that can score you. 25 baseline a week like that that's big and then here I just want to talk about what are you doing to your quarterbacks you got Blake Shapin 6.06 points I think he got hurt in this game you got Adrian Martinez 2.18 points he got hurt in this game you've got Haynes Shapin if he got hurt it was late he just had like Bad turnovers. I don't like. You got uh, you got Tonga Veloa. He didn't play because he was hurt. Haynes King. He got 15 points, but he got hurt in that game. Jane Daniels went off. He got 52.02 points, and he need, like he he <laughs> he crushed it. But what are you doing to your quarterbacks? Like, what do you mean? I didn't do anything to them. They're doing things to me. I think you need to look at your quarterback coach, because I think if you if you would pay attention to like who is Swack, if you paid attention to the, what those quarterbacks are doing in practice, I think you're going to see Tweet coaching them up, and you've seen what Tweet's quarterbacks are doing. I think I think I would take a look and see what's going on in practice. We can't afford a quarterback coach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the whole year, like. All of my quarterbacks have been inconsistent. Like some of them will, like Jaden Daniels and Adrian Martinez, have like fifty point weeks, and the next week it's like thirteen. 
Like, I don't... Listen, I didn't, I didn't spend any money, any investment to fix it, so... Poor management is what I'm hearing. That's where we're at, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm treating, like, my college roster definitely as a farm system, whereas other people want to compete all the time. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's okay to not take Quinn Ewers and have him throw three picks, hey. you know? You know, some some people like the mullet. It's all about Quinn. Can't wait for him to start over uh, the Manning next year. It'll be great. All my parlays are going to hit. I'm sure we'll revisit it. Can't wait. Listen, the, the thing that you don't consider with Arch Manning is the amount of false start yards. Not <laughs> false start, but like encroachment yeah. yards. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like 500 a game? <laughs> I mean... Probably just might as well just start at the five. Like, let's just not that have to kid, worry about hey, it. That kid doesn't even need to throw the ball. He just needs to go. <gasps> it'll, it'll be uh, great. Learns uh, from uh, learns from the best. I want to talk to you here a little bit. You got Rakeem Jarrett scores twenty two point two points, maybe yeah. the highest points he scored this year. I'm not sure. Second highest. How did you feel? How did you feel, Jacob? It's better than what he was scoring for a few weeks. I mean, like. I don't know what it is with these 2023 wide receivers, but, like, they're just not, like, smashing in their last year of college. Not technically last year, but last year of college before they go to the NFL draft. This wide receiver class is real weird. It's so been like, a little disappointing. Oh, yeah. So, in my other dynasty leagues, like, I'm trying to, like, maneuver so that I have picks for the running backs. I'm, I'm thinking about just kind of avoiding the wide receivers. Yeah. Like if Quint, Quentin Johnston obviously has gone off the last two weeks or last three, I should say. But like if he continues that throughout the rest of the season, then I'm probably back in like fully in my regular dynasty leagues. But man, like, do you feel confident taking Keishon Bouti or Boutte? I don't feel great about it, Bob. Yeah, you don't feel great about it, and so then just give me the running backs, like Zach Evans. You know, he's, he's got his own holes in his profile, but at the same time, he's probably going to be okay at least first and second down in the NFL. He's going to get you points. Yeah, if he goes to, like, the Cardinals, like, that would be yeah. pretty good. So, the other guy I want to talk about here on your team is uh, one Quinchon Judkins. Just talk us through how you feel about that. He had uh, two receptions for 13 yards, 111 yards rushing, and Two rushing touchdowns, good for twenty six point four points. Feel great. You took him in the second round. Third. Third round, just you know, your process is working. You gave it, you know, you gave names to the league. Did they take notice? I don't know, but Jacobs here reaping the benefits. Yeah, he's really emerged, and I mean, obviously, anytime you have like freshman success like that. It's pretty awesome. I'm struggling now with, okay, do I think he's a difference maker? Like of the Bijan or what, you know, whatever you want to say, like an RB1 type at the NFL level? Or do you capitalize on this early production and try and trade him now? Because, like, I mean, you had Travion Henderson last year. His worth was probably more last year. 
Probably. Right? I mean, he, yeah, yeah. He, he's doing way better last year than he is this year. And so that's kind of where I'm at with Quinchon because now if Quinchon was catching five passes a game, oh, like he's not leaving my roster. But right now it's kind of in that gray area where he's not catching passes and we're a full-point PPR league. And, yeah, I want to see how it plays out. But at the same time, if a good offer, if a really good offer comes along, I'll probably take it. All right, now we are going to be running long tonight, guys. I'm sorry, our quick hitter wasn't as a quick hitter, but like I'm having fun. We're about uh, 50 minutes into this guy already. Well, let's go with it. Game of the week: three and four Grim versus six and one Brett. So this one did live up to the hype here. We got uh, Franklin Spears and Clifford. I want to talk about these guys here. So Franklin had a big game, eight receptions, 132 yards, two touchdown receptions, good for 33.2 points. Spears, your man, Jacob, your man that you wanted so bad, but Grim beat you to the punch. Tajay Spears, one reception, eight yards, 125 yards rushing, and a touchdown good for 20.3 points. I mean, that was your pick. You traded it away. You could have had him. No. Oh, man. I traded that 11th round pick away, and all I got in return was a sixth. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Clifford. Clifford just balling out. 295 yards passing, four touchdowns, an INT, good for 33.8 points. A little tidbit for you Clifford has had six games over 33 points in his last. 38 games prior to the year 2022. So all of his years before this year, he has had 38 games, and he is, or he is only, he has had 33 games, and only six of them scored over 30. Fuck, sorry guys, 38 games, and six of those games scored 33 points. Now jump to 2022. He's had seven games this year, and he's done that three times. Three out of seven for six out of 38. Just balling out this year. QB1. QB1. Another, another you know, quarterback's going to hit Grimm's team, and then people are going to want him, and he's going to say, no, this guy's the next Mac, uh, Mac Jones. I'm going to need... You know, I'm going to need the Jonathan Taylors. I'm going to need B. John Robinson. I'm going to need Zach Evans. I'm going to need Joshua Downs. And a first-round NCAA pick for Sean Clifford. No one's going to give it to him. And then he's going to be, like, trying to get rid of these guys, and then no one's going to want him. Hey, throw in Patrick Mahomes, and it's a deal. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. We know it. It's going to happen. So the other guys I want to talk about here on Brett's team, we got Ali Jennings off the waivers. Ali Jennings, uh, good for 28 points, 9 receptions, 130 yards, and touchdown. Got Jordan Mims, finally comes back, does a little bit for you, 165 yards rushing, 1 touchdown, good for 22.5 points. We talked about your quarterbacks, just solid. Malik Cunningham, 23.78 points. Spencer Sanders, 31.14 points. Clayton Toon, 42.74 points. Again, theme, 
consistency amongst the quarterbacks. Um, Grimm even had consistency amongst his quarterbacks, 23.78, 19.42, 33.8. Keeps him in that ball game here against Brett. Brett did play George Holani, who did not play. No news about it. Just didn't play. Don't know what happened. In this one, Brett gets the narrow victory, 222.16 points versus 213.5. So, uh, Brett just squeaks this one out. Going into our power rankings after week seven, nothing has changed. Luke stays at one, Brett at two, Nate at three, Tweet or uh, Jimbo at four, Chad at five, Dennis at six, Corey at seven, Ian at eight, Jake at nine, and Patrick at ten. Can I just say one thing? Sure. Dennis, you know, kind of made comments about on the NFL side how records aren't everything and points scored really matter. And then here I am at ninth with more points than Dennis on the college side. I mean, at some point, though, you got to start looking at wins. You know, you got to be looking at those wins. You know, you can't just always hang your hat on the points. That's what I always say. I mean, I agree. But at the same time, like, can we have some consistency and not just, like, bias because your team's bad at one or the other? You know? I mean, it goes through, I mean, you should see how these guys put this together. You know, Grimm's coming, doing his thing. Ian's doing his thing. It's it's been audited. We've had a third-party audit it. Everything looks legit. So, I just want you to know that sometimes, you know, wins matter. You know, you can't just hang your hat on points, okay? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Week nine previews. Here we go. We got Jimbo's picks come in, or uh, Jim Bear. Jim Jim Bear. Jim Bear. Bear. (laughs) This is going to be a hard one to get used to. I don't know. So here we go. We've got the Bear went four and one last week, putting him at twenty six and four lifetime. He says it's just too damn easy. Here we go. We've got Hot Dog Water versus Patrick this week. Everyone knows the drill here. We pick whoever goes up against Patrick until he proves us wrong. Go team Hot Dog Water. Jacob versus Grimm. This one will be a fun one. A lot of trash talk on the last week's pod between the two. Now, who will come out on top? Both losers last week, and Grimm desperately needs a win. Give me Jacob with my upset of the week. I'm going to beat him with one quarterback. How embarrassing. Will that be demoralizing? Like, how will I, he I come back? So. I mean, I don't... I mean, the most embarrassing thing was he rostered Spencer Petrus for a year, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> but he got Tajay Spears, your man. He he redeemed himself. He's got shot. He's got Clifford. I just can't wait to see what that sixth round pick is for me next year. We'll have to revisit it. Then we've got Luke versus Corey. Corey is fighting to stay in playoff contention. Luke has locked up his spot. Does Luke's team continue to win, 
or does the choke does he start to choke and potentially move Corey up in the standings? Give me Luke, but Corey scores enough to pass Grim in points. Not hard. <laughs> Chad versus Nate. Both teams having solid years this year. Both look to be in play for the playoffs as well. I think Nate's team is turning into a pretender again this year, and Chad's team is very hit or miss. This week, Chad's team hits and lays the smack down on Nate. Last game, Tweet versus Brett. This week's game of the week is going to be a doozy. Can Tweet get a big win against a team ahead of him in the rankings? Does Brett keep on trending up and keep one of the top spots? Everyone better hold on to their titties because this one's going to be a close one. Give me Tweet with a big win over Brett. That is uh, Jim Bear's Jim Bear Jim Bear uh, picks of the week. So I want to talk a little bit here about playoffs. Playoffs again. A reminder: a top two from each division and the next two best records, despite the conference. The top team in each division gets a bye. So right now. We've got Luke sitting at one, Brett at two, Nate at three, Chad at four, Tweet at five, Grim at six. We got the outside looking in. Corey is 88.96 points behind Grim. Jacob and Ian are one game back with two to go. Note here that Hot Dog Water and Jacob now have scored more points than Grim. Far more. So all you need to do if you win. I mean, that leaps you over Grim. We've got uh, Hot Dog Water plays Patrick. Probably a win there. You know, the chase is on. Here we go. Luke. Listen. Luke, Brett, and Nate have, been, have uh, clinched playoff spots. So now we're just battling for seeding. But it's going to be a fun one to watch. Again, you know, Quinchon Judkins is out there. Like, I'm willing to move on. Give me two CFF producers, not NFL guys, at quarterback. I want to make these playoffs, man. Hear that, League? Get in it. You could have Quinchon Judkins. What if... He get- literally looks like Predator. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I was just going to say, what if you got like uh, Will Levis and CJ Stratt? If I had them, I wouldn't need to trade him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that does it there for uh, the college talk. Off to uh, the NFL side. So, NFL Week 7 recaps. First one is me versus Grim. Grim beat me down this week. Um, kind of what was surprising is there weren't very many touchdowns for either of our squads. Um, I had CMC get traded to San Francisco, so he played like 30% of the snaps. Philly was on by, so I knew it would be tough, but I was hoping that Lamar could create some magic for me. Unfortunately, Lamar has been la-lame, and he could not carry my team. Uh, big win for Grimm because it keeps him in the playoff hunt with three, with three, three, and four teams in that division. Someone is going to be on the outside looking in. If he had gone into, if he had lost this week to me, I mean, you're looking at two and five. It's it's a bigger 
uphill battle, I guess. Next matchup was Luke versus Chad. Luke finally gets his long-awaited winning record. Hopefully he can stop talking about his points every week and start talking about actual things that matter, like winning. You know, I'm. You know, we're always about the points. You gotta score a lot of points. It's all about how many points you score. Winning's not that big of a deal. Like I said earlier, you know, yeah, it's all about the points. It actually matters. It's all about the points once you get to playoffs, right? Right. <laughs> you can have a lot of points and not make playoffs, and you suck. Right. I mean, it's all about the points. Winning is secondary. I've I've always said that. Always said it. Unreal. <laughs> but uh, I'm to... <laughs> Chad was also rumored to be doing high knees and yoga the entire plane ride back from his loss to Luke. This infuriated infuriated players, as he still hasn't showered since coming out of that disgusting, filthy cellar. The team appears to be contemplating a mutiny. I mean, I, I mean, I fucking dropkick that son of a bitch back into the cellar. I'm Suck it, Chad. He's getting weirder. He's getting dirtier. Like, <laughs> I hear Alvin Kamara is not happy. He's got zero touchdowns on the year. He wants to be schemed a touchdown. Doesn't have one yet. He knows his suspension's coming next year. Alvin Kamara wants a touchdown, Chad. What are you going to do about it? I think you trade him to me. I think that's what happens. Real football talk? Eagles have been interested in Alvin Kamara. Oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> what if... Howie isn't playing around this year. What like, if... Sorry. They made a trade for Cordero Patterson. I think it'd be perfect, actually. You get kind of like the Debo, like a cheaper Debo thing. Yep. Uh, you get a slot guy type thing. Like I think that that would be a pretty, I think a cheap acquisition that could make a lot of sense. Makes way more sense than Alvin Kamara. I mean, Kamara's going to be expensive regardless, but like, yeah. Patterson makes sense because I love Miles Sanders. He can't catch. Like, he double catches everything. So, to bring Patterson in, who has kind of a wide receiver background, it'd be huge. Let's just speak it into existence. Patterson. I'm going to get on Twitter later, and I'm going to just start blasting that out. Let's do it. Let's do it. Howie! All right, so then uh, the next matchup was Patrick versus Tweet. Patrick gets the easy win this week and moves to 4-3. and three. He's currently eyeing a playoff spot. Half-naked women were seen sneaking into the locker room after the game. Smoke was rolling out the door as each one entered. Shouts of, we scored 150 this week, and a loud, joyful crying from their owner could be heard from Tweet's team. So, sounds like a Jimbo locker room. I mean, he lost, but at the same time, tripled the output, right? Like, let's celebrate, let's party. We scored 150. We were, like, sixth best team this week. 
what did what did he say in the chat? He's he scored more points. Like, I, I outscored four teams this week. <laughs> <laughs> so you're sixth best. I mean, tweet. It's not all about how many points you score. I don't know how many times I have to say it. You know, sometimes you know it comes down to the record. You just gotta win. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta win. I mean, right? I've, I mean, I always say that, you know. So, I mean, I've just never seen anybody defend a loss where he <laughs> scored 150 points in the league, where you really need like 180 to be confident that you might get a win. So, I, you know, we how we're, many positions do we start? It's a lot. So let's hear you got tight end. Quarterback, super flex, running back, wide receiver. We got thirteen spots we're starting in our in our keeper league that we're in. We've got far less, and sometimes people score like one ninety. Yeah, <laughs> like just I don't know. And tweets like, "Boys, and, bottles are on me. We and, are popping bottles, and we scored one fifty. <laughs> And that league's not even a super flex league. It's embarrassing. No. All right, moving on. Nate versus Ian. Nate gets the win in a nail-biter. Unfortunately, it cost him Brees Hall's ACL. Many veteran players were promptly put on the block following the win. The incumbent champions moved to 2-5, and and they currently look like a shell of their former glory. Wait, who's champion? Who's champion? It's a shoe brand. But it's a clothing brand. Right? I, I don't understand the champion. I don't understand like what that means. The champion. There's no champion this year. Tiger Woods. Oh no, you're talking about last year's champion. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like whoever won the championship. Oh. Yeah. If you hashtag if you know you know. Moving on. You know what? What's going on with Ian's team? He's hot dog water over there. He used to be the champ. I guess he's technically still is the champ. Not really playing like a champ. What's going on with his NFL team? Let me look. We'll do it on the fly. uh, Yeah. Take a a look. Let's look at it. Fuck it. it. We'll do it live. (laughs) What is going on? All right, Ian. Let's break this down. I'm in the wrong league. You're not Team Taco here. I mean, might as well be. Who knows? Yeah. Here's what's wrong with uh, Ian's team: is Kyler Murray is five foot two, and basically he has to run around for fifty yards just to open up a throwing lane. So that's part of the issue. You know what's going on tonight at midnight? Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. You need to trade him, Ian. He ain't scoring you a dang point. (laughs) And he's got uh, Amon Ross St. Brown has been dealing with injuries, but the reality is is he's also 5'2", and he's a slot receiver. So, really, you're hoping that he catches 20 balls for 50 yards. Let's talk about this concussion rule. He gets taken out. Because he's showing signs. He doesn't been ruled that he doesn't have a concussion and they don't put him back out there. 
Like, this sucks for fantasy. Like, I get real-life stuff, but, like, if you're if you're told that you don't have a concussion, like, why can't you go back out there? Exactly, and my issue is that it's reactionary, again, on the NFL's part, where they're like, oh, we had that Tua thing, where, which looked really bad. Well, now, okay, optics are bad, so we need to make sure that we're taking care of players. That has to be done in the offseason. These are the new rules. Like, if you look like you're wobbly, then you go back in. But, like, finish out the season. I think uh, maybe Galaxy Brain, the Lions are like, we got to get that first overall pick. Like, we're just going to hold you out this game. We're putting up, you know, we're losing, but we're getting close to winning. So, like, we're still exciting to watch. We're still gaining that money. But we need a, you know, we need a quarterback of the future or what, whatever they want to do. And they want to, you know, secure that, you know, one or two seed. Because uh, Carolina messed around and got a W. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I. For some reason, I just feel like the Lions and their coach, like, they're playing to win every game. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not an Amon Ra St. Brown fan, so I don't think he's going to, like, put you over the hump. And we got Michael Pittman here with a new quarterback change. Probably just ball out. This guy's probably, Sam Ellinger is probably way better than Matt Ryan. Fuck. So Sam Ellinger is a little bit intriguing just because we haven't seen him on the field, right? So we don't know. We don't know if he's trash. We also don't know if he's good. Most likely he's below average, right? Yep. But there's there's still the possibility that, like, he goes out and just lights shit up. I don't know. Devontae Smith, is he an alpha or a beta? He's a beta. He's a wide receiver, too. He's a really, really good wide receiver, too. I mean, he can put up some big numbers and make some big plays, but if I'm Ian, like, Damian Pierce, you got to be shipping him right now. This running back class that's coming out, he's replaced, like, immediately. In, like, the third round. Get him out of here. Ian? Ian, Ian, trade him to me. There we go. Fixed. Do it. It's it's practically done. Like, I've already spoken into existence. Ian's probably about to offer me something right now. Matthew Stafford, I mean, I don't don't really know what to make of the Rams in general right now. Wild. Yeah. Taylor Heineke... Looked absolutely fucking awful <laughs> in the game that he played, but you got Ryan Tannehill. I don't know. He he needs some help. He should have treated uh, Anthony Richard to, Richardson to me when he had the chance. I mean, now I don't know if I would cha- trade uh, Jaden Daniels straight up for Anthony Richardson. Would you? No. I mean, uh, I mean, honestly, I probably I would just from a Debbie aspect because I still think Anthony Richardson has a better Debbie chance than um, Jalen Daniels, 
because I think Anthony Richardson has to come back next year. I think he's got to get out of that Florida offense. I think he has to transfer because obviously what's going on now isn't working. So you need to try to rehab your stock somehow, get in that portal, go to Kentucky. They've got a lot of good shifty wide receivers there. You know, get the ball out, let them do the yak and make you look good, even though maybe you're not. I think that would be a, a perfect bridge there to whoever their quarterback is of the future. And you're in the SEC still. You put up numbers. I, th- I think yeah. that's what you got to hope for. Yeah, I think I think Jane Daniels kind of became like the laughing stock of like college football at Arizona State, and then like this year at LSU, he he is competing against the SEC, and he's doing pretty. Frankly, he's producing. So, like, I don't think he's a round one pick by any means, but I I don't think, because quarterback's so hard, I don't think he ever becomes anything at the NFL level, but he's at least showing that he can perform at the highest level of college, right? So, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. We should, yeah, we should probably... Champ, I don't know. Champ needs to figure it out. I don't know if he's got the college assets. Thought they would produce. He's not doing anything. I mean, what what are you doing, Ian? Like, what what is Rashad Penny worth right now? Nothing. Coulda, shoulda, wouldas. A lot of them out there. Jermaine Burton, Anthony sometimes, Richardson. Sometimes you just gotta pull the trigger early and get what you can get. Grab those assets, Anthony. Or Ian. <laughs> Anthony Richardson. Yeah, Ian Richardson. Just grab those assets early. All right? None of these guys are otherworldly. They're just human beings. So trade me Anthony Richardson on the cheap now so that you don't have to worry about his production. There you go. And then you you know, then you got your college producer there putting up more points than your injured quarterbacks. Gets you ten. Solid. Exactly. I think we got one more game. We got a little off we got a little off there, but I think we got wow. one more. Corey versus Brett. Corey cruises to another win, makes it making this five straight. The team is now in possession of the best record in the league. Brett moves to three and four tied with three other teams in his division which team out of that division who's at three and four is going to make a move and actually take control of their playoff hopes I bet you we got a lot of teams that just like you know I'll just stick with my team I don't want to make any moves you know two of us got to make it so I'm just going to stay pat but you know truth be told like let's look at the records we've got the NFC unbreakable is the number five seed with a better record than the AFC one seed. You've got a four and three at the bottom of the NFC, while you've got the three teams there: Grim, Brett, and then a Cellar Dweller there at three and four. You know, this NFC is a tough division. And they could all be the champ over there on the AFC side. You know, what I always say, you know, records 
Records matter, you know? <laughs> I'm just saying, I would like to see one of those teams that are competing for those spots, like, just be like, hey, I'm going to submit myself into the playoffs. I'm going to make some moves. And then, you know, the other two can battle it out. I got to look this up here. I just got to make sure I'm going to look at it right. Got to switch. Switch to here. Hit this button. Do this. View details. What are we doing here? We got a. You know, but Grimm has scored the second most points in the league. So he probably doesn't need to do anything. Score, you know, one of the things I've always said is like how many points you score matters. So, you know, scoring a lot of points, Grim probably doesn't need to do any moves. You know, he scored more than 100 points more than Ian here. He's at the top. He's probably, you know, he should be good to just write it out. You know, points points matter. So, that's all there is to it. I've always said that. Unreal. <laughs> well, that's all we got. That's all we got. So. Oh, no, no, no. We've got uh, power rankings. What am I thinking? we got power rankings. You want to go through this? Sure. So the, our power rankers moved Luke up to first. He moved up two spots. Corey stayed the same at second. I moved down two spots. The third Graham moved up four. That's a big jump. That's a big jump. Yeah. It's a huge jump. But you know, put up a lot of points. Putting up a lot of points. He's below five hundred and win loss. You know what I've always said: rec- records matter. Records matter. I mean, that's how we get in. Records. Nate moved up two spots. I, I think that's fifth. Patrick moved up one to sixth. Brett in seventh, he moved down three spots. Ian moved up one to eighth. Yep. And then Chad moved down three to ninth. Fucking dropping, kicking him. (laughs) Tweet just stayed there at the worst (laughs) team I've ever seen. Um, Yeah. Our power rankers need some work. We'll, you know, we'll we'll do we'll see what we can do. Listen, over I, this. I get it, but like Corey is by far the one seed right now. I don't know. I'm putting up a lot of points. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just funny that our power anchors, you know, they they're like, oh, on this side of the thing in NFL, points matter, but on the college side of the thing, um, actually, it's record. Because it makes me look better, you know? I mean, let's see here. We got Jacob, you're at third there, but then the. But then you're second to last. I don't know. You know, records Listen, records matter. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And Corey has the best record. But, I mean, but he's not scoring as many points. You know, points really matter. I've always said that. Points matter. <laughs> I, I need these rules and like these processes that our power rankings people are coming up with. I need them written down. I mean, I'm they're in the bylaws. How are we in week like six or seven, and people are moving like four spots? We're in week seven. 
whatever mean, it is. Mid season. We got. They'll get better. I'm sure they will. We got our next episode Wednesday, uh, November third. We have switched to Thursdays. Our lives are hectic. Thursdays are just working better. So we're gonna do that going forward. Hopefully, more people can join us. Um, luckily, we were able to have Jimbo join us tonight. No, Jim, Bear. Jim Bear. Sorry, never mind. He wasn't. He didn't want to show up. Just like his NFL team. Just like his college team. Actually, maybe his college team won. It doesn't matter. But uh, so we're gonna move to that Thursdays going forward at nine. Look for a late night, early morning drop. We will recap week nine. On the college side, we will be one week closer to the playoffs. See what uh, goes on there. Uh, we got league matchups for NFL Week Eight. We'll be looking forward to the NFL Power Rankings. See who's up, moves up or down ten spots. It'll be a crazy, crazy week uh, for that. The one thing I want to talk about quickly is on the college side. Again, we got. Two weeks remaining. Grimm's. So we got Grimm, Corey, Ian, Jacob. All seem to be battling here for a playoff spot. Grimm's last two games are against Jacob and Nate. Corey's are against Luke and Brett, who are our top two teams. So that does not bode well for a struggling Corey's team with who knows what you're going to get at quarterback. Then you've got Ian gets Patrick and Chad, so you've got pretty much a one-week playoff for, for Ian there. And then, Jacob, you got Grimm and Tweet, so... You, Tweet's going to be tough. You got I mean, this, this week will be, you know, a big one here. You got a lot of hurt quarterbacks, but, I mean, this... If you can knock off um, Grimm this week, then uh, presumably Ian wins... Then depending on what happens with me and Corey, I mean, this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun last two weeks. Something. To... Grim's already lost. Just he's you're out there doing dynamic stretching and he's doing static stretching. That's what it is. Yeah, he didn't eat his oatmeal. Didn't eat his oatmeal. All right. Well, that will do it for us tonight. Actually, we went through that pretty quick uh, after how we started. So. Uh, <laughs> Great job there of hurrying us through. So I want to say good night, have a good week, and I want to remind you guys, I know it's a bye week in the college side, but let's remember to always start your studs. Good night. See ya.